0: You're listening to Just Hit Play with your hosts, Peter and Nick Cabral. If you're tired of your stagnant, streamed music feed, then strap yourselves in for an intergenerational sonic journey through Peter and Nick's favorite songs. Welcome to episode 70 of Just Hit Play. I'm your host, Peter. With me is my co-host, Nick. Nick, how are you doing? Doing well. Feeling better than last week. I beat the cold.
1: That's good. And... Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to get into both these songs this
0: week. Nice. And how's your week going? Is, uh, how's school going? Busy?
1: Yeah, busy. Busy as usual. Uh, things are definitely starting to pick up school-wise. So, yeah, just getting back into the swing of things, learning how to be a student again after a summer. I can imagine. always fun.
0: I can imagine that must be difficult to just wrap your head back around it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just... Look, learning new routines and everything, but we're getting there.
0: You know, especially since you graduated. So, you know, technically most people are done at this point. They don't have to ever study again. And here you are going back in.
1: Yeah. What's wrong with me? That's, <laughs> that's what I've wondering. been wondering.
0: Okay. So here's my next question. So how long is this program?
1: Uh, three years. Three years. And is this it? I have, yeah. I. Well... <laughs> for a bit for a bit at least what okay. a lot of people in my profession do is they'll return to school to get new credentials and qualifications after a really? while but we're gonna we're gonna wait a bit on that okay i mean so i have... need i need work experience before going back to, to further school anyway
0: okay so. so you've got your bachelor's and what program are you doing now is this your master's
1: uh it's not a master's. It's um technically an advanced diploma is what i'll okay. get yeah okay um and after i write the licensing exams for the regulatory board i'll be a registered respiratory therapist
0: correct and then if you go back to schooling who knows what what you'll get after you if you go back to school
1: yeah who knows yeah who knows sure. <laughs> that's awesome yeah well I uh, hope the three years are kind to you i hope so too i hope so too yeah.
0: Uh, in our rainy Brisbane studios today is our engineer, sound engineer Darren. Darren, how you doing? Good and wet. Cool, thank you, Darren. Are you ready to get into some music? Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay, so I'm going to go first this week, and uh, I'm this month. I've been getting you to listen to something a little bit more esoteric, a little bit more thought provoking. I've been playing you a lot of hits, and I wanted to move away from the hits, as such, and so I wanted to get into the to music that was a little bit deeper. And I hope I didn't fail you this week. We're going to listen to This is Hardcore by Pulp. Darren, before we talk about it, Darren just hit play.
2: Take two. I didn't take her to the motel. She took me. I'll tell you the unwritten law, you dumb son of a... Hey, I went to college once, but all they found were rats in my head. You ask any guy in town, ask any bum on Main Street,
0: that's how she operates. All right, Nick, tell me what you thought about "This Is Hardcore" by Pulp.
1: It, not only is it hardcore, this is a pretty epic song. Yeah. I uh, this song just gripped me in its clutches and wouldn't really let go, uh, and it goes for every time I've listened to it since that. The first listen, which was like, when I first listened to this song, I was kind of blown away, uh, especially coming from Common People by Pulp, we'd, we'd done that on the podcast.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, This song is really quite something. They swing for the fences, and uh, I, I like it a lot. Like I just really love the vision of this song, and everything that they were aiming for. Um, yeah. Simply put, I think it's an epic song, and it uh, really got me.
2: Really, yeah. really did.
0: You're right. They they definitely swung for the fences, and it's a killer. Not only is this a great song, the, this is my favorite Pulp album. Okay. It's got, it's got some fantastic songs on it. It's it's one of those albums that I can just go back to whenever I need to. I remember um, I, was, I was having a bit of a hard time, and I got into my car, and this is when i was living in canada and i drove from mississauga to belleville no idea why i went to belleville but i just drove it took a couple hours and then i listened to this album pretty much the entire way there and the way back it uh, it was really a cathartic sort of experience for me so i've got really lovely memories of this album this song in particular um coming like you like you mentioned coming from common people this is such a different song and by design they didn't want to write, write another song or an album like like they had previous to this. So Common People is the album before this one. Okay.
1: Yeah, I can imagine that it would have been pretty jarring uh, to hear this song as a single, if it was a single. It was. Um, yeah. yeah, it must have been jarring because Common People uh, is a pop song. It's it's a really, again, well-written um, well-executed pop song, but it's is a pop song at the end of the day. Yeah. I don't know if I would call this uh, pop music in the traditional sense. Like, It's not super accessible. It's um, made with a bit more vision and and made to be, again, using our, our buzzword of the month, more esoteric for sure.
0: Well, it's also, it also came around the same time as OK Computer. So you have two bands that were very stereotypical pop group or, or alternative music group, and then they released... Two epic albums, probably the albums of their career. Uh, OK Computer, being Radiohead, which is one of the greatest albums ever recorded, came around the same time as this one. So that's really interesting to remember, is how these two bands wanted to change their sound completely. Now, the problem with Pulp is that they couldn't go any further. This drugs became a problem. This was their last really good album. They had one more album after this that absolutely sucked, and uh, they got too much into their own heads. Um, But this was it, this was their eye point, this was their, this is, this is as good as they got.
1: This is a pretty damn good peak, then, in in my opinion, it's, it's just a really great song. It reminded me a lot of some older prog rock songs, maybe not strictly in terms of sound, but just the unconventional song structure and long instrumental sections, some of the stuff with like where the guitar gets super fuzzy and, and distorted and just just in how grandiose it feels very big feeling uh, song so definitely gave me some prog vibes which again I, I think are cool i
0: like prog uh jarvis cocker who's the lead singer of pulp is a very good writer he loves to tell stories common people had a very typical story that was very, you could understand what was happening in the song and again this with the visual sort of uh words that he's singing about it's a really great visual song um, and again, he uses pornography as an analogy for what fame does to a person. Um, okay. So it's it, he—he's going to say is, uh, you know, he, when someone enters into like the music industry or or, or becomes an actor, they're so fresh and, and, and vibrant. Then after a year or two, they can just look dead in the eyes. And he sort of uses the porn analogy to talk about fame. So that's what the song's about
1: interesting that's uh a really cool connection to the song i'm gonna get you to listen to next week uh which we'll obviously talk about later but yeah that's really interesting themes and uh, i love when musicians get self-aware about the industry they work in because yeah, yeah there's a lot of messed up things that go on <laughs>
0: yeah well not everyone in the band liked the song the guitar player Uh, is quoted as saying I was never a big fan of the song I can appreciate that it's good work but I never really liked it from the outset Jarvis didn't want people to expect an album of common people he wanted to redraw the boundaries of it and recently it's become a case that Jarvis will override everyone else's common sense so there's some hard feelings from the guitar player who I guess maybe Pulp at the time was more of a collaborative band and then they went in the direction that Jarvis wanted them to go into
1: gotcha Gotcha. Well, I'm. I apologize to the guitarist, but I think Jarvis, uh, the right. lead singer, was he was right. He was he right about right. this song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even if it didn't do very well commercially, um, which again is my just an assumption. I don't know how it actually did, but yeah. it's. I, I feel like this is still a, a piece of work worth existing, worth be- yeah. being out there. Uh, it's it's just great. And like you, like you said, it's it's an evolution of the band's sound. If Common People is what came before, uh, this is certainly a, an evolution. And I yeah.
0: think it's always good to switch things up. Yeah, and you're right. It wasn't it wasn't as big hit as Common People. There's another song off the last album uh, called Disco 2000, which was also a very big hit. This was nowhere near those two songs. And in, in, in when it came to the aspects of sales, commercial. Uh, sorry, not commercially. Critically, this is loved. It's on a lot of people's like best, best of um, NME ranked at 166 list of greatest albums of all time. It was included in a book, a uh, thousand and one albums you must hear before you die. So critically, it was well, well received commercially. It did all right. Uh, I think this song got up to number 12 on the British charts. Nowhere else in the world. I think it maybe it got up to like 40 or 50 in America, but nowhere else in the world did it really chart other than England, which makes sense. They're an English band.
1: So this, the album that uh, this is hardcore is from. Would you you say it's their best album?
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's it's a fantastic album, and it's not a pop album like the last album. um, It was a pop album, like you know, Common People, Disco Two Thousand. Those are great pop songs. This is hardcore is different.
1: If if you're comparing it to OK Computer, which, as you said, one of the best albums ever made. definitely up there for me yeah uh, it's a pretty big uh it's a pretty big comparison to make
0: so you okay. how, how, have to give it a listen how about this how about if we swing this way it was pulp pulp's okay computer gotcha
1: okay i mean still though yeah. i
0: yeah
1: that still makes it worth a listen though for me i for agree it. it's uh
0: it's an amazing album yeah
1: a- anytime something gets compared to an album like okay computer uh maybe not in terms of like raw quality but just mm a band trying to make something that good. I'll yeah. always still listen to it just out of respect for the effort. Yeah.
0: Hey, give it a shot. Give, give this as hardcore a shot. It's, it's one of those albums that you can just listen to. Uh, I don't think there's a really bad song on the entire, on the entire thing. It's just, it's all just so different and really, really good. Um, you know, Pulp now are still around. They still do some live shows. I don't think they've recorded an album in a long, long time. Uh, but right now they're pretty much like a greatest hits band. They'll play a live show, and just do their greatest hits. I saw them. I think it was at Glastonbury. I think I saw them on um, on YouTube, and that's what they've become. They've become a you know they'll play Disco 2000. They'll play Common People. Uh, they'll play all their songs that they've written about drugs because they <laughs> they really like drugs. And this and this song too. I think it's one of those songs that just will just always be in the in the pulp um, you know catalog. Gotcha. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, and it's one thing I, another thing I really enjoyed about this song and the same as Common People is uh, the lead singer Jarvis is he really uh, nails the singing on this song. Yeah. Like for me, he sings with so much emotion and, and really just, you can tell he's putting everything into it, uh, which just again adds to the song, gives it that epic grandiose feeling and is that is that sort of like a common thing for yes. pulp songs like just this guy singing his heart out
0: his, yeah. his lungs out he loves a story uh, he'll 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 loves telling stories that is a very um characteristic pulp sound of Jarvis Cocker telling a story in a song
1: and I feel like that probably allows him to get into character and have like a, a connection to what he's singing about because it's yeah. it's some story he's coming at it from a defined angle, a uh, defined perspective. So yeah. probably allows them to get like really into it.
0: Their their other big hit uh, that Paul are known for is a song called Disco two thousand. And it's a song written about meeting someone at the year two thousand remember this you know Disco two thousand came out in nineteen ninety four where the year two thousand wasn't that far away. Uh so writing about being some meeting someone Uh, you know, for the year 2000, that was a a very common theme back then, especially in the 90s, about what the year 2000 was going to be like. And, um, you know, the fears of Y2K and all that bullshit. Yeah. Didn't Uh, you
1: guys think like the world was going to end because computers couldn't count to 2000 or something?
0: Yeah. So what had happened was um, early on when computers were being built, they really didn't have a lot of forethought of the year 2000 and that change in clock. So a lot of the early mainframe computers were built with no ability to go past 1999. (laughs) Uh, They would just go to the year 1900. Uh, So, but it was, it was all for naught. It was fine. Uh, Nothing happened. The world didn't end. Planes didn't fall out of the sky. Um, um, God, Everything was fine. (laughs) It was a lot of, it was, it was much ado about nothingness. Uh, if I may quote William Shakespeare. Wow.
1: So, so there was actual panic. Like people thought planes would just drop because of this.
0: Um, there was a engine? curiosity. There was a curiosity <laughs> of what was going to happen. I'd say. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. There was um, yeah, there was a lot of people sheltering in bunkers, especially oh, in, those it, sorts. Yeah. Especially in some places in America where that's uh, that's a lifestyle choice. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of things like that happening. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think if I was around back then, my, my main concern just would have been like, what, what am I doing? What What party am I going to for this uh, millennium change? Not Yeah, yeah. We, the Y2K uh, stuff.
0: We, we had a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, was, do you
1: do you remember that night? I do. I was,
0: I was hanging out in my friend Steve's house. We had a house party at Steve's place and I bought a really nice bottle of wine and um, his parents decided to get drunk with us, which is always weird when parents get drunk with uh, with with their kids. Uh, it's an
1: interesting maneuver, to yeah, say the least. Yeah, uh,
0: but it was a fun night, yeah. No, I enjoyed that night a lot. Yeah, Good, yeah. good. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good party. One last
1: thing I wanted to touch on for this song is the music video. I'm assuming you've seen it, but I thought it's, it was
0: it's amazing. really cool. Yeah, it's an amazing video.
1: I saw a YouTube comment say that uh, – it's, it's like what Stanley Kubrick would have directed yeah. a music video like. And I, yeah, I thought that was very spot on. Just really, really interesting visual style. Um, great, like interplay with the music itself yeah. uh, and the song. And yeah, just a really high quality music video. Recommend watching to anyone listening.
0: One of the things that makes this song so epic and, and one of the great things about this seeing this band live and listening to the song is how the instruments come in. So the drums come in first and then I believe it's the horns and then every, every aspect of the song just gets blended in until it sort of becomes this sweeping song. And then finally Jarvis comes in with the vocal. So it's, it, the song builds up very well.
1: Yeah. And again, that's another aspect that reminded me of a a prog song. It's, it's got very good buildup and there's uh like a climax and then like it comes back slowly builds back up a bit and Mm -hmm. there's just a a real like i said a really cool song structure um
0: yeah i loved it it's a great song yeah it's one of my favorite pulp songs as well i'd say common people because just common people is a really fun you know silly lovely story but this probably uh is their greatest song Critically, I still, but again, common people just as a as a really soft spot in my heart. Yeah, I mean, common people is just
1: it's it's a bit more accessible. You can listen to it more often, I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm glad you liked it. It's it's like I wanted to get a little bit uh, different this month and just get you to listen to some a few different kinds of songs. And it's going to get weirder next month because next month is uh, Spooktober. Uh, So we're going to get a little bit different next month as well. And and for the first song I'm going to get you to listen to next month, I won't tell you what it is yet. It's going to be a silly, a silly song, but uh, Uh, we'll get get into that a little bit later. Um, All right. Uh, Darren, what did you think of uh, This Is Hardcore?
2: Not for me. Great.
0: Thank you, Darren. All right, uh, Nick, let's get into your music. Yeah. uh, I'm excited
1: to talk about this one. This week, we've got Crack Sandwich by J.I.D. He's, one of my favorite rappers making music right now and this song is only about a month old mm-hmm. but it's already a contender for my favorite song of the year um,
2: right.
1: certainly going to be up there in terms of like favorite albums of the year as well so darren just hit play on crack sandwich to you, it's be, it's
2: be all the yeah uh. Look, you can tell a nigga like me Ain't never had shit RP, I miss my dogs like Mike Vick Zombies in that midnight fog Them bars sick and fall Victim to a gun brawl Started over some bitches Niggas tripping, they taking whatever's given. The irony when a nigga's starving Gotta grip the biscuit Jump the fence Empty all the dishes out your kitchen If you witness it, then click, click, click And they spill the grits Spill the kick Fuck a bear, catch, kill him
1: Alright, Crack Sandwich, J.I.D. or J.I.D. He he goes by either
2: Right, okay Uh,
0: what what did you think right. i'd never heard of this artist so uh, to me this was a brand brand new song i had nothing to have any of the songs i really like the flow i think his rapping style is really akin to a lot of older style music uh, i think he it's very similar to like an older sort of style of um uh, i think what he said it was really important obviously he was talking about i think he was talking about his life probably in his childhood growing up if i if, I, if if I discern that from the lyrics,
1: yeah, yeah, it's a lot about just, uh, it's really just about his family, how yeah. he and his siblings were raised, and then, right. yeah, the whole yeah. like bar fight in the third verse is like a microcosm yeah. of that. Right.
0: And you can tell, like, I read some of the comments that people were leaving, uh, on the song, you can tell he's a well respected artist and people love this song a lot, yeah. But I'm going to tell you where the song falls down. For me. Okay, let's hear it. And again, I know I'm—we're talking about art, and you know it's very personal. And you know, I—I'm talking about what I didn't like about the song, but this has no bearing on anyone else. Art again is very personal, right? So, uh, you know, please take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. I think what lets the song down is the music. It's kind of boring. It's—you know—if you look at. The songs that you've gotten me to listen to in the past. Tyler, the Creator, the Outcast song, Travis Scott. The music backing the hip-hop or backing the rapping is very dynamic and interesting. There's dynamic changes. There's tonality changes. There's not that much in this song.
1: Very, very interesting. See, I, I, this whole the last 70 episodes, I've really been trying to pin down uh, which of my favorite rap artists and hip-hop artists you would like, like the most yeah. and so far the ones you've liked uh, and the ones you haven't had a favorable super favorable first impression of have surprised me quite a bit i must say yeah. and this adds to that trend yeah. um yeah as i completely agree with you in terms of the flow uh, yeah. and, and the writing jid is fantastic in both those categories uh, probably one of the best technical rappers for sure right now um, but yeah, it's interesting that you say that about the music. Definitely, it's. I, I think this beat he picked. Uh, had the intention of it being a more sparse, minimal beat, right. sort of to allow the, the lyrical abilities and, and yeah. rapping abilities to shine. Um, and it reminds me of the, the song John Wooflick, with three rappers right. from a few weeks ago. Again, same thing, it's a more minimal beat to allow the rapping to take the center spotlight.
0: And, and that's the other thing I wanted to point out too. I'm coming at the, the, the song with no context of, other, of his other music. Like, I have no idea what his other music is like. Whether the melody can be complex or simple like this so I'm really just relating to this one song. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. If that makes any for sure. sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think when I a lot of times when I pick rap artists, I because you like old school hip hop so much, or you're so inclined to the older sound of rap, I try to go for songs that are like really lyrically focused. Um, yeah. Um, even, even if they sacrifice the music
0: oh, class. So, mission accomplished. Uh, his yeah, flow is fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. it's so good. It, what I love about J.I.D. is he's got like an endless bag of flows that you can just reach into at any time. Line to line, he, he delivers them in different flows and, and cadences. It's really, really high level, like technical rapping stuff. And uh, yeah. I love it. It's so good
0: from that angle.
2: Yeah.
0: It, it's, a, it's interesting, modern day hip hop compared to the hip hop that started like in the 70s and the 80s where you would rap over a record uh, where, where DJ was spinning your record. It's so different now because again, the music being played was very important where, oh, I can't believe he's rapping over that beat or, oh, that beat is so good from James Brown or Led Zeppelin or wherever you get the beat from. So in that sense, it's very different to modern hip hop compared to what it what it started out as.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, older hip hop was just uh, a, a sample of, yeah. of, of of a record, and then uh, like a basic drum line over it. That's yeah. really it. And yeah. now it's, I mean, it's it's completely been transformed as a genre, and you have. Uh, rappers still trying to emulate that old style, like like that song, John Wu Flick. Those three mm. guys, they're really trying to carry the torch for the older style of a sample and drums. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just such a wide range of music nowadays. Yeah. And it's crazy to me that uh, rappers like J.I.D. or Kendrick Lamar are technically in the same genre as a Travis Scott or a Playboy Cardi sure. yeah. or a Gunna. It's yeah. it's different music completely altogether, I think.
0: You know, and if we, I think that's, that's one of the issues that I have with a lot of modern music is that people are surprised when musicians play instruments. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about, um, oh, who's that? Lizzo. 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 People lose their minds when she brings out the flute. And I'm thinking, well, she's a musician. Let her play the flute. Like, that's not that big of a deal, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah you know, like that's what musicians do. They play instruments. Um, but yeah. I, I think, you know, it, it, the the music world has changed completely. Um, it's so very different now and, and how music sells and how it's consumed where, you know, things like that are important now, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned that because when I went to the Rolling Loud Music Festival a couple of weeks ago, the first headlining set was this uh rapper from the uk named dave who Mm. uh to be very reductionist he's basically like the british kendrick lamar that's the sort of rap music he makes yeah and he's he headlined a hip-hop festival he's also very popular yeah and at one point during the set he brought out an electric guitar and started playing it and and did a guitar solo over one of his songs and i was amazed i couldn't believe it (laughs) yeah i was i was i was flabbergasted to be honest like I, I i had no idea he could play the guitar let alone as well as he did, which to yeah. be fair, he was really shredding it. Yeah. I was shocked that this guy could actually play the guitar. And then he brought out a piano. <laughs> right. that's,
0: that's fantastic, right?
1: Yeah, it was sick. It was really, really good. And yeah. I-, I could sense everyone around me in the crowd uh, was equally amazed by the yeah. fact
0: that he was playing live instruments yeah. uh, and rapping. It was pretty cool. I've been watching a lot of reaction videos on YouTube where a lot of hip hop fans listening to like old music and, and stuff like that. And one kid, they got a kid to listen to, I think it was ACDC and he didn't like ACDC goes, I don't like it when my, when my music sounds like music. (laughs) (laughs) He liked like really sort of like computer sounding sort of things. So he didn't like bands that sound like they know what they're doing, which I thought was quite funny yeah no I,
2: yeah
0: and you know what I kind
1: of relate to that guy because yeah. sometimes i' I'm, I'm in the mood for just really computer sounding music yeah uh, so I get it but i but I also do appreciate obviously it's
0: yeah of course I love
1: music I listen to all kinds of music I do appreciate yeah.
0: people that could play the, the guitar it's <laughs> yeah. funny though well if you look at someone like Prince he could he could do anything you know he was a hell of a musician he could he was one of the world's greatest guitar players and singers and dancers and and um, yeah, um, I think the the basics and being able to play an instrument, I think, is a loss on, on on a lot of music today. You know, and that's really, I think so too. It's a different world. Don't get me wrong; I understand that. Yeah. But if you really want to blow people away, learn how to make learn how to play a guitar, the drums, the bass, piano, something where you know you're gonna you're gonna throw like Lizzo with her playing the flute. You know, she's a fantastic flutist, flautist, whatever it's called, um, and blows people away, and people lose their minds. I think if you want to, you know, be successful pick up an instrument, become a virtuoso, you know, that's, that'll help you.
1: Yeah. And I can really just affirm that because when that guy, Dave, pulled out that guitar, I just heard an entire crowd go, whoa, (laughs) a real instrument. It was crazy.
0: It's funny that his name is Dave. Uh, Do you know uh, the Chelsea defender, uh, Cesar Azpilicueta? Yes. Do you know his nickname is Dave? Because they just they found his last name too hard to say, so they're like, "Your name's your name is now Dave." But
1: speaking of another funny Chelsea connection, yeah. Chelsea defender connection, yeah. uh, one of Dave's biggest hit songs is named
0: Tiago Silva. Oh, that guy. Okay, I do know that song. Yes, you, you know that song. I know Tiago Silva's song. Yes. Okay, that guy. Okay, cool. Do you like it? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. He's a hell of a defender.
1: He is a hell of a defender. Yeah, and he's got yeah. a great song named after him. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's that's Dave. Okay, I know that song. Okay, cool
1: yeah yeah it's one of the things i love about dave and most uk rappers is their uh their soccer lyrics mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good ones there's yeah. there's one song he he says um uh on the right with the spider uh like one basaka or something like that <laughs> right right man. um yeah striker's got a high top fade like marcus rashford is another <laughs> one that's funny yeah he's got some he's got some good soccer bars cool.
2: yeah
0: that's the again the english side of things is it has very different contextual uh, music and you know what they're gonna rap about right
1: absolutely like take jid for example in yeah. this song crack sandwich he's got um a michael vick reference which i yeah. thought is hilarious r.i.p i miss my dogs like mike vick <laughs> love that line in this song mm-hmm. uh I'm a fucking artiste Artest with the gun I can give my world peace that, I, lo- <laughs> yeah. I thought that was another good one yeah. uh yeah. ron Artest gotta be one of my favorite n b a players of all time
0: yeah. fantastic player yeah
1: just for malice at the palace that's uh
0: well, he's um he's not a player from your generation so that's that's pretty cool
1: yeah well i just i I watched a documentary on the malice at the palace incident right. yeah and uh yeah, like, was that's just awesome yeah and he was also a good player but yeah. Uh, yeah, he punched the hell out of that fan, and I yeah. respect him for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's old school NBA. Um, you know, Michael Jordan was an amazing player while getting clobbered in his first few years. Before the, you know, he started getting a little bit of protection from the refs. Uh, anytime he, beca- uh, Michael Jordan became a, a fantastic perimeter player, just so he wouldn't get killed into the basket.
1: Yeah, it's it's true.
0: Yeah. So it's and then, good, it was a very different NBA compared to what what it's like now.
1: Yeah, very different NBA. Uh, when fans could run onto the court and try to fight players yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, cool. No, I'm, I'm glad you like Ron test. He's a hell of a player.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then the fact that he changed his name to Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's just incredible. I love that. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, it was a it was a good time to be a basketball fan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh, and yeah. so that that's one thing I love about Jid as well. Uh, the sports sports lines, a lot of good sports lyrics. Uh, I love when he throws those in. He he actually was, went to college to play D1 football uh, oh, okay. and played yeah. for three years in the States before he got kicked off the team yeah. for um, bad behavior. Sure. <laughs> and that's why he had to pivot to a rap career. But yeah, so he's uh, got a lot of football stuff. Where is he from? Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Oh, okay. So another uh, Southern hip hop artist.
1: Yes. Yeah. He's from the current mecca of hip hop yeah. in, in the United States, Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Yeah. It's it's uh, Atlanta is uh, is an amazing place. It's got the old world charm of the sort of the south and the you know Confederate sort of uh, system of government and there's a lot of African Americans in that city as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's it's quite the city. I mean, I've never been, but just in terms mm. of the uh the entertainment it mm. it produces, it's quite an impressive city. Um
0: the other yeah, really so- the other really beautiful thing about Atlanta too, it's, it's a blue city in a very red state. Yes.
1: Uh,
0: It's very red. George is a very red state and you get this little tiny little blue dot in the, in the middle of this red. It's kind of amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So just to briefly touch on Jid's uh, backstory, how we got to where he is now. Uh, As I said, he played D1 football in college, uh, got kicked off the team. That sort of put a quick end to his aspirations of being an NFL player. So he moved in with some of his friends uh, in college, and they just so happened to be making music. They were rappers. Mm -hmm. And they formed like a loose hip hop collective. They released music as a group individually, just little mixtapes and stuff here and there. Um, slowly made a name for themselves, and after seven years, they signed for J Cole's label, uh, Dreamville. Right. So, yeah, JID is uh, he's I think the best rapper on the label on the Dreamville label, yeah. and he's just been making great music nice. since since that. So, yeah, and he's he's thirty one years old, which is actually old in relation yeah. to where he is in his hip-hop career, which is quite right. interesting, I think.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I again, you know, the flow is amazing. His rapping style is amazing. It's really old school. Yeah, I just, and again, let me say that it's, I'm taking this completely out of context. I have no idea what his other songs sound like. I thought I was just a little bit let down by the song. I just was hoping that the backing melody, was just a little bit more dynamic. I think I would have I loved the song even more, but I think it's just let down just that little bit by the song. I do I do get
1: that, honestly, because that would be my knock on the song too, is it's almost a little too minimal. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I said, I really just wanted to highlight his his technical rapping ability on this yeah.
0: one. Um Job well done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that it's it's undeniable that this song shows Jid is a great rapper. Yeah. He really is. And uh he just demands your attention, I think, with how well he writes and then the way his voice just kind of hits your ears it's it's really he's really good at both those things
0: you know and obviously uh, the title of the song crack sandwich it's very provocative so i wasn't sure if this song was going to be funny or you know sad or or true to life like like it is so you you really don't know what (laughs) what kind of song you're about (laughs) to get uh with this with a title like that so i you know it's very provocative title
1: yeah definitely definitely is and um yeah, it's. Uh, I'm gonna hit you with some very interesting hip hop music. Now that I know, that you uh, you do appreciate like good production, and that yeah. that is something that is very important to you, um, not just the technical rapping ability.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm gonna pick some cool songs.
0: Okay, um, Darren, what did you think of Crack Sandwich? Okay, song, but not for me. Cool. Thank you, cool. Darren. Uh, Okay. What song do you have for me next week?
1: All right. Next week to kick off spooky season, you're going to listen to Clout Cobain by Denzel Curry. I'm seeing him uh, in concert next week. He's an incredible rapper. And uh, this song, it's, I will give a disclaimer. um, It's, it deals with suicide and self harm. Cool. And it's a very dark song a very dark subject matter. The video is very, the video is incredible, uh, yeah. but very dark. Nice. And yeah, just for how dreary it is, I thought it'd be a good way to kick off Spooky Season.
0: All right. That's perfect. Uh, my song is going to be completely different. My song is is by the amazing band called uh, the B-52s. You might have known their song, Love Shack. That's that's their biggest hit. I do know that song. We're going to listen to a song from the earlier on their career called Rock Lobster. Um, which I'm going to say is going to confound a lot of our listeners because of how silly it is. It is an amazing song. Halloween can be very suspenseful, horror-ish, but it can also be silly. And the B-52s um, write songs in a very 1950s fashion. Like the the two lead singers, the two backup singers, both have really high beehive hairdos. And the, um, the lead singer kind of looks like a pedophile. Um, they are a very interesting band. So we're going to listen to Rock Lobster by the B-52s. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah. And if you're out there and you know that song, uh, you're very excited to hear Nick's reaction to Rock Lobster because it's a weird song.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. Silly, weird. Uh, the name Rock Lobster, I I don't know what I'm about to walk into, but we'll, well see.
0: I'm... I want you to watch a specific video. Um, there is a video, I think, that really sums up the band really, really well. It's a live performance um, or a taped performance of them pretending to be live. Uh, so I want you to watch this this video specifically, at least the first time. Then you can listen to the song in any way you want. But I think okay. the, fir- the first time you, you hear the song should be from this video because it's a really good representation of, of what the band look like and, and how they perform. Okay. Make sure you send me that link. I will send you that link. Um, So as this is the last episode of the month, we usually uh, do a who played it better, which we take an original song and then we take a cover song and we discuss on who we think played the song better, the original artist or the cover song. Earlier in this month, I got Nick to listen to uh, Tom Waits. uh, Misery is the river of the world, which is a very confronting kind of difficult song to listen to because Tom Waits is a very interesting singer. And I, I mentioned that there's a lot of really great covers of Tom Waits songs where people who have beautiful voices change the song completely. So we're gonna listen to the Tom Waits version of Misery is a river of the world. Then we're gonna listen to a fantastic Irish singer called Camilla Sullivan and her cover version of that song. So Darren, first let's hear the um, let's let's uh, you know get refreshed with the Tom Waits version of
2: the song. I'll let the monkey can climb.
0: Shows his tail. Call- Great. And now we're going to listen to you a little bit of the Camillo Sullivan's version.
2: The higher that the monkey can climb, the more it shows its tail. Call no man happy till he dies. Okay.
0: Now, Nick, those are two very different versions. Uh, does that song become a little bit more accessible with a beautiful woman singing it with a beautiful voice? I
1: actually much prefer Tom Waits' version to this. Really? Okay. Much prefer Tom Waits, yeah. yeah. I think the cover is too similar for me. Uh, it's it's very much still in the original style of the song, I think. Yeah. And hearing it in that style, I'd rather just listen to Tom Waits do it. Okay. I think what I'm looking for from a cover of this song would be someone going completely different and doing like a really slow... Uh, with maybe some with some really beautiful strings and mm-hmm. just some incredible falsetto singing. some Something uh, different. Something completely different with just the lyrics mm-hmm. as a bass. Uh, whereas with this cover, it's I'd rather just listen to Tom Waits, I think.
0: Okay. I'm going to go with Camilla Sullivan because I saw her perform this song live.
2: Oh. And
0: I had never heard this song before until I heard her perform it live. And I love that performance, her performance so much. Uh, she played here in Brisbane, and I saw her at a place called The Powerhouse, and she played this song. She played Leonard Cohen, some Radiohead. Uh, she did just nothing but covers through the whole night. And I love that performance so much, so I'm going to go with the Camilla Sullivan performance.
1: That makes sense. It's nothing like hearing music live like that for yeah. the first time. How about you, Darren? Who are you, who are you going for?
2: The original Tom White's version, I prefer. Great. Right.
0: Thank you, Darren. Uh, so what are your plans for the rest of the week?
1: Well, uh, I, I know it probably sounds like I go to an absurd amount of concerts, but uh, I'm, I'm seeing The Weeknd uh, oh, nice. on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he, he added an additional date to his uh, tour. He had to cancel his first Toronto show because it was the day of the great uh, internet and cellular blackout that we had in August I, where like uh, Rogers entire Rogers is like our big tele- was, telecom I, provider. I did hear
0: about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Rogers is like one of the biggest telecom providers in Canada. Their entire network shut down for a day. Yeah. No one could do anything. The country ground to a halt. Nice. That was the day the weekend was originally supposed to be here. Um, and the tickets for that show were absurd, like $600 to get in the door um, at the Rogers center. Yeah. And so he added a new date uh, like a second date in addition to the postponed one. And I was able to get tickets for really cheap
2: to oh, see nice. the weekend.
1: So I'm pumped for that on where, Friday. Where's the show? It's at the Rogers Center. So where the Blue Jays play Skydome. I mean,
0: he, can, he can fill that, huh?
1: He can fill two days of that and charge wow. like quadruple face value that, uh, and
0: resell prices. Yeah, That that blows me away. I, I can't, yeah, I can't see that personally, but Hey, you know, it's a different world, right? It's a different world. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I had tickets to see Radiohead and the entire eastern seaboard of North America went down because of a power outage and the, and their show had to be canceled as well. Um, so that was 2004, 2005, where the entire, yeah, pretty much the entire eastern seaboard of North America went down and the Radiohead show was that night. Yeah. So uh, did, did they come back? They did, but I um I never got to see them. So I can't Kimura. I couldn't go to the sec, second show, so I never actually saw that show.
1: Damn, which, that's a which shame.
0: Is, which is a bit of a shame, yeah.
1: That would have been the In Rainbows tour,
0: wouldn't it? I think it was, yeah. No, Damn. no, it wouldn't have been no it wouldn't have been, it would have been before that. To the- it would have been around National Anthem, whatever album that was off. Oh, of. Kid A. Yeah, it would have been around Kid A tour.
1: Damn. So That's yeah. a shame.
0: Yeah. So, unfortunately, I, I did see them twice. I saw them for um, OK Computer and the album before OK Computer, which is I'm blanking on at the moment. The Benz. The Benz. So I saw them for those two albums. Yeah.
1: Cool. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good band. Uh, yeah. So um, that's that happened to me similar. The, not in your case. You w- didn't have tickets to the original show. But yeah, but I had to uh, postpone a, a Radiohead gig as well.
1: Yeah, I benefited from the postponing, that, yes. that second date getting added. And I could actually get a ticket for a retail price, which is increasingly rare nowadays for big mm. artists. It's The the face value tickets get bought up, and you have to pay quadruple that to, to a scalper. So it's always you know, nice when that happens. In, in
0: 1987, you two were doing a tour. I went there with your dad in 1987. It took me four hours to get through on the telephone to get tickets. Wow. Oh my God. So think about that. For four hours, I, I called, got a busy signal hung up, called, got a busy signal hung up until I finally got through four hours into it and was able to get two tickets to see you 2 at Exhibition, Exhibition Stadium in 1987. Now I'm a member of the fan club and to get tickets is the easiest thing in the entire world. So um, I just literally, they give me a link. I click on the link, I buy tickets. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a definitely a different world. Yeah. Compared to the four hours of constantly dialing on the phone to get tickets, yeah,
1: that sounds terrible.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is pre. This is even pre Ticketmaster. This was on a company called Bass, uh, that was the Canadian equivalent of Ticketmaster, until they got bought up by Ticketmaster. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Rest in peace to Bass. Bass is gone. Yeah, bought up. Um, cool. So, uh, at the end of every episode, we play a song by an independent artist. Our independent artist this week is a, is a band we've listened to before. Uh, they are our favorite Italian punk band called Billy Cock. And this song is called Island. And it's about, um, and I can vouch for this. It's really hard opening up and and trying to meet new people and uh, allowing people in. I'm a very introverted type of person. And, you know, uh, I, it's hard for me to open up and, and, and meet new people myself. So this is called Island by Billy Cock. Darren, just hit play and we'll talk to you next week. i listening to just hit play to contact your hosts peter and nick or to be featured on an episode as musical talent email just hit play 7300 at gmail.com keep up to date with news and announcements by following on instagram and facebook linked in the show notes subscribe on your favorite podcatcher to tune in next week for more sonic delights and if you can't wait till then check out the just hit playlist on spotify linked in the show notes. A special thanks to Brayden Munch for the theme song and thank you for listening.